Brother Sian is a gospel worker in Southeast Asia, in an area where many believers are jailed for their faith. He says that because these believers are looking to Jesus, they have the strength they need to love those who are persecuting them. Forgive them. Don't talk bad to them. You have to willing to face this if you will follow Jesus. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help right now on the Voice of the Martyrs radio network. Welcome to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. This is Todd Nettleton, and we're in the studio today with a special guest from Southeast Asia. We're going to be talking about the nation of Laos, and in particular, the Khmu people, who are a part of one of the people groups in Southeast Asia. Brother Sean, thank you for being a part of Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Welcome to our studio. Thank you very much. You have uh, an incredible ministry reaching the Kamu people. Part of your job is to be the voice of the Kamu broadcast on FEBC, Far East Broadcasting Company. How many Kamu people are there, and how many of them are following Jesus Christ? Okay, when I start this program in 1987, there was about 6,000 Christian in Laos. Most of them were put in prison and many churches were closed down and many Christians were backslide because they are afraid. And then after we start radio broadcasting in Camus language, until today there are about 60,000 Camus Christians in Laos today. Wow. And then about 300 Churches, mostly how churches. And then the broadcast 30 minutes daily from 8.30 p.m. until 9 o'clock. And that is 15 minutes at 7 o'clock in the morning to 7.15. Transmit from the Philippines to Laos. Kamu in Laos, the population about 800 thousand people. They are in Vietnam, about 60,000, and four or 5,000 in China, and 15,000 in Thailand, and about seven or 10,000 around that in the United States, and about five or 600 people in France. Oh, wow. So they are spread literally around the yes, world? spread around because of refugee. Now, your broadcast goes from 8.30 in the evening until 9 o'clock in the evening. Yes. What happens at 9 o'clock? When before, about 10 years ago, there was not have cell phone yet in Laos among the Camus. So and then nothing happened at 9 o'clock. But now, about five, six years come to now, many people call at nine o'clock. Boom, 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 boom. Thank you, thank you. So good, your message. That's what today, every day, yeah, men and women, young people. As a matter of fact, in High Point, North Carolina, 
I sat in a van car to go to Tennessee. Two young people sat in that van with us, and two of them listened my program. Wow! <laughs> Because at the same time there, but he has uh, evening, he has morning, and I hear him listen my voice. I said, "Boy, what happened?" He said, "I listened to your program, Grandpa." He called me Grandpa. <laughs> I was very excited. See. Yeah. So they are available not only on the broadcast, but they're available online as well. Yes, so people online, around online. the world yeah, are yeah, listening. Then right now we surprise. There are many people listen in Brazil. Wow. We don't know why. So is there a come or what? We don't know. Many of them see, listen because they report, see, uh -huh. check every month. See. Uh -huh. Many of them listen around the world, but mostly in Brazil. I have to go and find out what happened there in Brazil. <laughs> We don't think it's there, Camus. <laughs> what is the persecution situation for the Camus? If if somebody in a Camus village hears your broadcast and they decide this is truth, I'm going to follow Jesus. What is likely to happen to them? Okay, they have to find out the way to find Christian village, see, and then they go. So they most of them would move from where they live to a more Christian village. Not move. That person who wants to become Christian, go by himself. Ah, okay. Yeah, he went to that village by himself, become Christian there. Like Bun Chan, you saw on the film, see. He listened at BBC. He listened my program, and he went to one village and became Christian there. And then he came to me. Yeah. So they would go to a place where they could meet with yes. other Christians and yes. say, hey, I want to become a yes. Christian. What do I have to do? Yes. Okay. Yes. And they lead him to Jesus. Yeah. And then come back. He had to be careful too. If that person tried to witness to his village, they will arrest him or evict him, kick him out from his village. Many people got kicked out from their village. You go and move to the Christian village. You cannot stay here when you are Christian. Yeah. Brother Sian, you mentioned uh, the story of Boon Chan, and I want to encourage our listeners, if, if you'll come to vomradio.net, we will provide you a link. We actually told Boon Chan's story in one of our International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church videos that we produce each year for churches to use on IDOP Sunday. We'll provide you a link to that Boon Chan video. It's really quite an amazing story how he smuggled Bibles into the prison uh, so that he could have a Bible while he was in prison. Uh, so I want to encourage you, come to vomradio.net and then link over and watch that video. It'll take you five minutes. It'll really encourage you about the power of prayer for persecuted Christians. So now that you've heard Brother Sian mention that story, I want you to know that you can watch a video that kind of tells it in a little more detail. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Sian. He is from Southeast Asia, working among the Camus people in Laos. Why is it so offensive to them that someone would become a Christian? Number one, they said that Christian is belong to United States. Number two, you know, United States had war there. See? Yeah. And then they said that this is the tool for Americans try to overthrow Lao government by using Christianity to be the tool. But those who become Christian, they don't understand about this. But they themselves, educated by the government, said this is Christian is dangerous religion. 
So they see it as a as a political tool yes. of the United States yes. to undermine Laos. Yes. It's yes. not so much Correctly. that they disagree with the doctrine. Yes. No, no, no. They no. just see it as they see even good. Yeah, they know it's good. Say good. Okay. Number two, they accuse that Christians break away from their tradition, from their culture, before you involve with spirits of the village together, drink, smoke, then sing, can bring, and did many things like this. Say, once a year or two times per year, have to worship spirits together, whole village, collect money. But when you became Christian, you stop those things. Yeah. And they said, you separate. See? You not communicate with us. You try to divide the village. See? We unite together like this for how many years? And now you brought this religion, came, and then you uh, divide. But I taught them, said, we not divide, but we make the difference. Not the division. Right. But we make the difference. But they still, because you're not associated with them in those things. See. Is there a fear that, that the spirits will become angry? You know, that we... another matter. Okay. Yeah, That's that another, another thing. matter. Okay. Another matter. So yeah. you're recently you're... before I came here, I had to pay money for one village. Nine family became Christian. They said you have to kill one pig to cut the spirit's village. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Otherwise we don't allow you. See? So and then they collect their own money and I add more. And then nine families became Christian. This is recently right. in June before I came here. So that was a way of yeah. kind of paying a fine almost yes. yeah. in order to not upset the village. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the spirit too. Hey? Yeah, you cannot just only become Christian and then leave those. That's what when husband or wife or daughter or son become Christian and then the parents get mad see, because the spirit ties. See. But when you become Christian, you cut off and they don't want you to cut off. They're afraid the spirit will get mad. So this is very difficult. So it's Communist a- and spirit see, and the village. So in, in that kind of a situation and in kind of that kind of a culture, how do you present the gospel in such a way that that people are responding or that people see this is more powerful than the village spirits or whatever. Oh, they know. That's why they became Christian because they know. But those people who are not Christian, see, who don't want, see, that's what offend them. And they're the one who persecute Christians. See. But when they listen to my message, right? So they said, we, the message said, Jesus is God. He's Lord. He's God of God, King of King, Lord of Lord. He has power. That's what I told them. Jesus died and rose from the dead again. And we got seven things from him. Number one, salvation. Number two, eternal life. Number three, forgiveness of sin. Number four, redemption. Number five, victory over sin. Number six, victory over sight. Number seven, Victory over death. Oh, amen. See? And they're excited. Right. Seven steps to become Christian, as I taught them, teach them. Number one, hear the gospel of Jesus Christ clearly, not other gospel, not other things. Number two, admit that you are a sinner because the gospel told you. Number three, 
you have faith on that gospel and then confess your sin and then fifth, repentance and then sixth, believe from your heart. Seven, confess by your mouth. You become Christian, born again and the spirit gone and the power of spirit no longer will come attack you. Jesus control you, the Holy Spirit come to your life and then be with you and you become God's children. And then start, read the Bible and pray and go to church. If there is no church, try to find a way, whatever. That's what basic teaching. They know, but those who not interest, not believe, they don't like, they don't know. See. So they once, they, once they they hear that message and they choose to follow Christ, yes. they see that he's more powerful than, yes. than the village yes. spirits or whatever yes. else. Not so they this, grab a hold of you, that. Many, many people become Christian and other tribal people because of miracle. Yeah, miracle number, two thing miracle. Miracle casting out spirits. Miracle healing. Yeah, two things. Yeah. So if you see yeah. a miracle like you that, this? you know Jesus yeah. is real. Yeah. Yes. And and then yeah. persecution is not really going to yeah. sway you yeah. because you they know. They don't afraid. That's what many people put in prison and die because they see this real. No other religion, no other people can this. Even the police, they cannot deny the truth. See? Yeah. Lay hand, sick people and get healed. And then police didn't know what to do. That's what proof. <laughs> yeah. How do you many argue story. with that? Yes. Many, many. <laughs> Brother Sean, you mentioned this morning a police chief and how God worked in his family. Can you can you share that story with our listeners? Because I know they're going to be encouraged by what God is doing in this family. Okay, this village near Vietnam, and 12 families became Christian. And then the head village and the police village kept them, not let them growing. Limit them only 12 families because they're afraid that many people will become Christian. More than 10 years, these 12 families remained there. But November last year, God just came to the police chief man's wife and she became Christian without get permission from him. <laughs> yeah. So the, the wife of lady. the police chief yes. became a believer. Yes, believer. And then after that, her husband found out and then beat her and force her and threat her to kill her, but she's still persisting. I will follow Jesus. No matter, you can kill me. I'm willing to die. Then he didn't know what to do. And he went to the head village, consulted him what to do. And the head village said, you have to be oppressing her more, sweary. Otherwise, we will get trouble. You and I and the Communist Party member here, we will get trouble. So and then he came back and beat her again and forced her again and tried to suit her. But she still followed Jesus and go to church. And then the police didn't know what to do. And he went to the police, uh, district governor policeman, told him. And then the police district man said, go back, try again as much as you can. Otherwise, we all lose. You are police chief, man. How can you not control your wife? How you control other people? He came back again. He will kill her, but see not. 
That's what story they told us. Then he got mad, upset. One night he took MK gun, shoot around the village in the sky. Boom, 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 boom. Got mad, upset himself, and then everyone in the village woke up, thought it's somebody uh, <laughs> war or whatever. So, and then the head village met the chief police. What did you do that? He said, "You oppress me." You went to the district governor police. They oppressed me. You told me to do, but I did. But she not stop. That's what the way I do to release my uh, problem or my uh, oppression or whatever my stress. Finally, they took him, went to the district governor, and then report to him and told him all detail. And then the end, the district governor said, "Let's see." Be Christian. Don't kill her. Don't do that. Then the world will condemn us. Wow. Now it's not like before. It's different. And he went back, and he became Christian. <laughs> <laughs> he joined his wife. Oh, wow. I, I'm just trying to picture some of those yeah. conversations yeah. where he's saying, yeah. I'm so embarrassed. My own wife has yeah. become a Christian, and I don't know what to do. Yeah. Now he is following Christ, and that whole village has been changed. Yes. Right now, not whole yet, but more than half. See, and then now, as you see the pictures, full there. And then about 30 families. Wow. Add more there, see. And then full the church, like you saw the picture there, see. Because of this lady. Because one lady, one lady was courageous and courageous. would not give up her yes, faith. not give up. And then lead 100 people to Jesus. This is a true story. That's a... And now they want to build a church. And the head village and the governor said, build a church. Wow. So that house is too small for them. <laughs> now they have the land, but uh, they need some materials to build a church. To build a church. God's still working, brother, sister, in Laos today. He's still alive. Amen. Yeah, he's working. So the different ministries, you have the, the radio ministry. You yeah. also train yes. leaders, yes. train pastors and yes. evangelists. Yes. What's the biggest challenge for the church in Laos right now among the Kamu people? Is it persecution or is there a different challenge that that they need help to overcome? Okay, the big challenge now is persecution is still ongoing, but the big challenge now is too many Christians in the villages surrounding the mountain there, around the country, out the countryside, hardly to go, we sit, and we sit them. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, you go there, you see the road there. Right. So very difficult. But when they get sick, they die and have problems. They need people become brand new Christian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they need people to teach and lead and help them and do the funeral Oh, cetera, cetera, marriage, whatever, many. Another big challenge like this, one village, not many villages, but one village, clearly, pre, pre he said, one of our team, we sit one village, and then the village, three, four families want to become Christian. But they have condition. If we become Christian, who will stay here and help us? <laughs> yeah? who, when we get who sick, will be our when pastor, we die, right? Basically. Pastor, if persecute happen. If we die, if we get sick, before we get sick, we go to which doctors? Yeah. And now, nobody. 
and we don't know how to answer this because far away walk eight or ten hours from the road, see, and there's no motorcycle can go the jungle, see. Many, many villages like this, see. Now, how can we answer this? This is a big challenge, too. It's a big challenge. Yeah. yeah. So one of the ways that you are answering that is training new leaders. Yes. Yeah. What What does that training look like, or, or what does that program look like? We have seminar inside. Yeah, inside. Take some leaders from various villages, came to one village, trained them. Then... Another level come to Thailand. Okay. Yeah, to the border. So the beginning level uh, is a, a, inside. a training session inside yes. the country. Yeah. And what does that look like? I mean, you gather people together in a yes. home or yeah. in a hotel? In a house, or church. What? house church. House church. House okay. church. Okay. In a home. Not can, you cannot do every village you can do. Right. Only certain village you can do because the head village not allow you. Sometimes just only do one village. Only you cannot bring other village villages come to join together. And would that typically last a couple days or a week? Two or? days. Two days. Today. Three days. Yeah. From what time in the morning until what oh, time? Oh yeah, at night? six o'clock until midnight. <laughs> yeah. You see the picture there. Yeah. yeah. Six. Yeah. So they start yeah. at six o'clock in yes. the morning and they go yeah. till midnight. Midnight. No and problem. And you're just discipling them yes. and training them. Teach them basic Christian living, and then basic leader when people die. This scripture, do this, and then baptize. Baptize. And lead people to Jesus like this. Get sick, pray this scripture, this, 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 this. Yeah. Teach so them just how basic, to worship, whatever. See? Very basic yeah, training. Basic. Yeah. Send them back to their yeah. village, and yeah. they're the pastor yes. now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How do you train them to face persecution? Forgive them. Don't talk bad to them because Jesus persevere. They persecute our Lord. They have to persecute us. You have to willing to face this if you will follow Jesus. That's what the price, the cost that we have to pay. Our Lord Jesus Christ paid the price. Why should not us? See? So they know this. None of those people who got put in prison and die in prison blame on me that you the one who caused this thing. No. They said yes. We so treat them like this. The training for persecution yep. is really just look at the life of Christ, Christ and look what he did. Paul, Peter, John. Wow. They're all martyrs. Why should we not willing? That's how we train people. That's, that's amazing. What part does VOM play in helping your ministry? Oh, prayer and support and encourage. We sit us, your representative there, wonderful man, I call a superman. <laughs> yeah, and come here and talk to you and people here love us and care about pain and suffering and persecute people. Thank you that VOM support persecute people and suffering people and prison people. Uh, another part of our work is providing radios. Radio. So people can listen to yes. you. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. a great way to yes. to to Anything. reach the people of Laos. Yes. Yep. Brother Sian, as, as we finish up, I, I want to encourage our listeners to pray for Laos. Yep. How can we pray? What what should we pray for the people there? Okay. Pray for those who've been persecuted right now. Many people got kicked out from their village, and some of them, they took their ID and family registration paper, and they become illegal. They become 
no loud citizen anymore, and they kick out students, their kids, not go to school, yeah, because you're Christian. Pray for them, and pray for our team leaders who lead the churches there, and pray for new leaders who don't know much about the Bible, and then pray for their travel. Uh, we sit here; they're very, very difficult there. Let's see, and pray for their health and their families, and pray for our team who are oversee all the work, and pray for students who study in Chiang Mai. Yeah, pray for young people who can serve in God. Amen. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Sian. He is from Southeast Asia, working among the Kamu people in Laos, working evangelism through radio broadcast, working leadership training, raising up pastors, raising up leaders for the Kamu people. And we've been hearing about what God is doing in that part of the world. I want to encourage you to pray specifically this week for the nation of Laos and for the Kamu people uh, and pray for leaders to be raised up in the church. He's talked about how many people, literally hundreds and thousands of Kamu people are choosing to follow Jesus, but they need a shepherd. They need a leader. They need someone to disciple them. Uh, So pray about that need for leaders. And uh, Voice of the Martyrs is excited to be a part of that, helping with the training seminars, helping provide tools for these workers. So it's our privilege to stand alongside them. But Uh, None of that is as important as lifting them up in prayer and God working through them. So I want to encourage you this week to pray, especially for the nation of Laos. Brother Sian, thank you for being our guest. Thank you for your ministry and your faithfulness. Uh, Next year will be 40 years that you've been walking with Christ and working in the nation of Laos. What an amazing legacy. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you very much. Do you appreciate the way that Voice of the Martyrs helps you meet believers like Brother Sian from all around the world? I'll bet there are some listeners out there who have barely heard anything about Laos, but after today's program, our eyes are opened to the exciting things that God is doing there. If you appreciate hearing these kinds of stories on Voice of the Martyrs Radio, you'll also benefit from receiving the Voice of the Martyrs free monthly newsletter. In the newsletter, you'll read more stories about the way God is working among your persecuted brothers and sisters. You'll be able to pray for them more effectively, and you'll learn from their example of faithfulness and perseverance. To sign up for the newsletter, just visit our website, vomradio.net, and then click on the Get Involved tab at the top and follow the links to sign up for the newsletter. Again, our address online is vomradio.net. You probably hear voices all the time that try to convince you to fear Muslims, to keep them away, treat them with distrust. Brother Mark has done the opposite. He engages with Muslims in the Middle East, and he says if we don't engage Muslims with love, how will they ever know who Jesus is? Love always take the initiative, and I would encourage the church and every Canadian-American believer to get out of his comfort zone, to express love to Muslims. Okay, we need to uh, reach them out with love and respect and care 
and then open on such a uh, dialogue to understand and then present them Jesus. Muslims are ready now more than any time in their in their life, especially here. You have a freedom to speak, okay, when you respect them too. I would encourage every single Christian to go out and express his love to Muslim neighbors. Come back next week to hear more of Brother Mark's passionate call to love in a world that seems to be moving more and more toward division. That'll be next week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.